Candy has a passion for women's ministry. She has facilitated a national prayer group for 10 years that grew to become a nonprofit called Renew. It stands for Reaching Every Need for Every Woman. In 2016, Candy was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. Following chemo, double mastectomy, radiation, and reconstruction, Candy turned the process into purpose by hosting and producing her own show called Good Morning Ladies, an inspirational podcast for women. She also just released her first women's devotional called Peace and Hope in the Midst of Cancer. In 2019, Candy stepped out of her comfort zone to compete in Miss Corporate America, and she won first place. She has spent 18 successful years in corporate America with the same company in sales and project management, and she says that the pageant has given her a platform to make an impact in her community. She is co-founder of the Warriors Brunch, a breast cancer survivor event, a business coach at UCF, and a women's breast health advocate and speaker. Candy is here to share with us her story, which is full of inspiration and light. Let's take a listen. Hi, Candy. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm really happy to have you here today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely. So I am a native Jersey girl. So even though I'm in Florida, I still love the Northeast. And actually, even farther back, a little bit farther back than that, I was actually born in South America. So I'm Colombian. I was born in Bogota, Colombia. I don't speak any Spanish, which is just crazy. But I was adopted by two amazing, loving parents who brought me back to the States and New Jersey. I was about six months old. So I've been in Florida since 91, though. Graduated from UCF with my bachelor's in broadcast communication and also got my master's by way of my my corporate job, which has been amazing for 18 years I've been there. And so I got my master's in business. And so you know, I'm here just pushing through a, a survivor, you know, trying to thrive, not just survive. I want to talk about this nonprofit that you started. Uh, you facilitated a national prayer group for over 10 years now that eventually led you to create your nonprofit called Renew. Can you tell us about that process and what your nonprofit aims to achieve? Absolutely. It's a funny story. At, at a local church, there's a couple ladies that were at the church, and we heard that the men's group was meeting on a Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. at the church. And we're like, oh, well, that must be nice because most dads don't have all the things that, they, that we need to do as moms and as working women uh, in the morning. So we're like, well, how can we have that morning time? And I just said, well, we do conference calls at work all the time in corporate America. Let's just do a call. And so, you know, five ladies joined the first time, then, you know, 10, 15, and it was all local. And then someone invited a relative from New York. And so we had ladies calling from the North and then it spread. And we started about over 12 years ago and it just grew. And so there's a lady that actually calls in from California. <laughs> it's at 645 in the morning on Wednesdays and we've been doing it for 12 years. And so no matter where ladies are, they call in. So it's, it is national. But, you know, when you have a call like that and you have people dialing in and they want to hear like an inspirational word for the day, that's pretty much what the call is. Someone will share something, maybe a testimony, a story or something from scripture. Well, then at the end, we take prayer requests and you can't really sit by and just listen to a prayer request and just say, oh, great, we'll pray for you. So it turned into, wow, you know, 
uh, Nancy over there needs rent or she's getting evicted this month and she's got like three kids and you know lost her job. What are we going to do, ladies? We started pooling our money together. And over time, we're kind of like, well, maybe we should make this official. And so uh, we came up with a name. I was praying about it one day and I just heard reaching every need for every woman. That's what Renew stands for. So that's kind of how the, the the organization came to be. And so in 2019, we officially became a nonprofit and we have our first outreach coming up this uh, Mother's Day 2020. So it's exciting. And in 2016, you were diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, enduring chemotherapy, a double mastectomy, radiation and reconstruction as a result. And it was this experience that led you to create your show, Good Morning Ladies. Can you tell us about that experience and what ultimately inspired you to create the show? Absolutely. You know, a lot of things come out of community. Um, I I was shy as a child. I was very introverted. So I was always kind of alone since I'm an only child. It kind of makes sense that I was quiet and introverted. But as I grew older and I found the value in having sisters that I never had, that's what the prayer call really became. And they were like a built-in support system for me when I was going through breast cancer. As a matter of fact, three of us were diagnosed in the same year. Wow. And three different ladies from different families, different walks of life. And, you know, and they were really there for me. Um, I think some of the things that have happened on the call, you know, the biggest thing that we, we've done um, as Renew is we, you know, helped a whole family of five from getting evicted. I mean, there's so, so many things that this community has done. And so um, it was a kind of a natural progression that they would be my support system. And I just remember thinking, man, I have this group of women. I'm so blessed because not every woman who goes through breast cancer has maybe two friends that they can call on and pray with. And so uh, actually when I was uh, diagnosed, I had the, I had chemo and I lost all my hair. Then I had the double mastectomy. Well, you can't do much when you have a mastectomy. Kind of just have to sit still. And I'm a go, go, go type of person. <laughs> Working, I have a child, the prayer call and other things, other projects. So as I was sitting in the chair one day, I was like, you know, God, what am I doing with my purpose? I love the prayer call. It's ministry. I love, I love work, but I was really dreaming of being in media and broadcasting. And I saw on Facebook, everyone's podcasting all of a sudden, this is in 2017. I said, I'm going to podcast. I'm going to grab my phone. I'm sitting here in the chair, recovering from this major surgery. And I just started speaking into my phone. And I thought about my community of women and what would I want to say to them? What would, you know, what would they want to hear on a podcast? And at first I said, well, what am I going to call it? And I thought and thought, and I say every morning for 12 years, good morning, ladies, candy's on the line. Who else is on the call every single Wednesday morning for 12 years? So I was like, oh, it's going to be called good morning, ladies. And it'll be a, a, a show about women's stories. So that's kind of how it came to be. Good I love morning, that ladies. everything of your, all of your <laughs> projects seem to just kind of inspire each other as you yes. move forward. In addition to your show, you are a women's breast health advocate and speaker, and you are the co-founder of the Warriors Brunch, an event for breast cancer survivors. How would you say your own personal battle with breast cancer has helped you help others? And how important is it for you to create space and resources for women battling similar circumstances? Well, it's pretty amazing. So like you said, one thing builds on the other. It's, it, I love how you said that. So 
one day I asked one local newscaster, she's an Emmy award-winning newscaster, Vanessa Eccles, here in Orlando, Florida. She's on News 9. I said, hey, could you share your story on my podcast? I just reached out via Facebook. And she's like, sure. And that's kind of how Vanessa is. She's such a giver. Well, she's had her nonprofit for, it's a breast cancer outreach for 10 years. So I became a volunteer for that. As we grew closer, we became friends. And uh, one day Vanessa took me to a brunch. This is kind of during a hard time where like finances were tight and medical bills are piling. And she's like, have you ever been to this big brunch experience at this really expensive hotel? And I was like, well, no. So she took me. I, I cried like literally at the end of brunch. I was like, thank you so much. And then I thought about two weeks later, I was like, why don't we do this for other survivors? She did this for me. Like I hadn't done anything for myself. You know, when you go through that physical transformation, you lose your hair, you lose your breasts. You don't really want to go out, to be honest with you. You don't want to do anything. So first for a friend to bring you out to an experience that is something that makes you feel good after you haven't felt good in so long. I thought, Vanessa, we have to do this for other women. And that's, we took it to the hotel as an idea. Can we treat 10 patients going through, through the actual process of chemo or surgery? Can we treat them to a brunch? And the hotel made it an annual event. It was pretty incredible, but um, the general manager tells his own story. He had a heart for what we were, at, were asking for because he was a survivor himself. Wow. So wow. the advocacy, volunteering with her organization, making sure that women feel like women again, that they're surrounded by love and support. That's kind of what the Warriors Brunch is about. And when we do outreach, it might, I do it with Vanessa. It's totally about lifting up those women. It's amazing just so wonderful that you were able to take your own personal experience and what was of value for you in the wake of that and create it for other women. So aside from your nonprofit work, you also have worked in corporate America, as you said, for the past 18 years, working in sales and project management. And I understand you recently competed in the Miss Corporate America pageant and won. That's amazing. Can you tell us about that experience and how you feel this title has helped you to make an impact in the community? Sure. Well, after a diagnosis like cancer and you make it through to the other side, you say things to yourself like, wow, all these things that used to happen to me at work or at home, you know, disagreements, all those things are so small. You literally are, are like, I'm happy to be alive. So the little things, when they say don't sweat the small stuff, it really does become small stuff. And so I started to get a little braver. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and compete. Um, I had seen my friend wearing a pageant gown because she's, she was Miss Florida America in the, the USA um, uh, organization. She was Miss Florida. So I said to her one day, I said, man, that Facebook post that you posted, that gown looked amazing. I'm going to compete one day in a pageant. Ha ha. And I'm just kidding. So she texts me back. Well, actually they have a corporate competition. It's kind of like a pageant do you want to compete? I, and I text back, yes. <laughs> and I entered last minute. I was the last content, contestant to enter. And what's kind of amazing from that experience is I knew I wanted to use it as a platform for sharing my story and my journey. About a month after the competition, after I won, a woman came up to me at a random networking event. And she's like, hey, I was there the night of your competition. It was really awesome. She's like, can I talk to you? I'm having pains in my breast. And I, I didn't know what she was coming up to me about, but we became friends. And it turned out that she had advanced stage breast cancer. 
And now I'm helping her on her journey, you know, whether it's advice, being a support system. So the platform of Miss Corporate America and me talking about it, going on local news or in newspapers has opened the door for women to come and say, I don't even know what I'm doing on this journey. Why is it that the hospital system is so disjointed? I need advice. And so it's Miss, Miss Corporate America has opened up lots of opportunities to connect with women all over the, the region. It's wonderful that you're able to, again, keep your all of your experiences uh, moving forward and just helping people as you go along with each one. So you've also recently just published a devotional for women called Peace and Hope in the Midst of Cancer. And you say that this was written to encourage survivors on their journey toward healing, peace, and wholeness. Can you tell us more about the, what a devotional is and how you feel this can be supportive for women battling breast cancer? Absolutely. So there is a difference, and I've met a lot of women going through the journey, right? So there's a, I've seen a difference in some women who are very isolated, maybe in their family and a lot of our cultures, you know, black and brown cultures, we don't talk about sickness and that's a bad thing because we don't know what women, our older women in our families have gone through. Sometimes they don't even share that they've been diagnosed with something that's actually hereditary and that's very dangerous. So there's not a lot of conversation, but I do think that um, the more we talk about it, the more women are educated and can save their own life. And one of the differences with women I see that thrive through it or that are truly basically given up is the daily routine. And part of that is having your support system, having friends that you talk with every single day or pray with every single day. The devotional came about because I thought, what would I tell someone to do every single day so that they're not walking in depression? So they're not feeling like giving up. What did I do? You know, what a lot of it was my faith honestly, and God carrying me, I believe. But there was something I did every day and it's called a devotion. I devoted time in the morning or in the evening to saying just a few words to God. Honestly, when you're going through chemo, you don't feel like doing anything. But I can, if I can utter, you know, God sustain me, God, just give me 40 more years. Like imagine saying that every day, just give me another chance to a second chance at this life. And that's really what my conversation became. Um, it's, it's sobering when you think about your whole conversation with God changes. And I would say these things every day and then I would get stronger. and I'd feel like I could read scripture. Um, and I said, well, I'm going to write all those thoughts down. And it's an eight day devotional um, that gives women hope every single day and a scripture to meditate on every day. That's powerful. It's really powerful. And I think that, like you said, there's a lot of women in that situation who unfortunately don't have the support system, don't have the friends that they can connect with on a regular basis to help them through it. And you're offering them a tool to, to get through that. I think that's really powerful. So on this show, we often discuss the topic of community. What would you say is the importance of community for women as they endure such a challenging experience like battling breast cancer? I would say community is, it's a, it's a differentiator between youth really thriving through the process mentally and emotionally and a woman potentially struggling. Not, not everyone who goes through it alone is going to struggle. Some women are really strong and they can do it. But for those of us who need that support, community is everything. And I will share this. There was a time where my insurance hadn't, um, I hadn't met my deductible, but I had to have 
the double mastectomy at the beginning of the year. It's like in January. And I'm like, great. Well, I'll, there's no way I can meet my deductible one, one month into the year. And I was on the call on my prayer call. And I told the ladies, I said, I called my doctor's office ready to go into surgery in four days. And they're like, okay, we'll take that $2,000 payment today. And I'm like, what? All out of all the consultations, you guys didn't tell me that before I had to have surgery that I have to make this payment. They're like, yeah, you didn't make your deductible. So she's not going to operate unless you pay. Talk about a shocker. And I got on the prayer call and I said, you guys, I, I definitely need to, I'm going to have to raise some money. These ladies came up with it in 24 hours. So community, needless to say, for me is everything, which is why I continue to do the prayer call every Wednesday, because what it's done for me, I feel like I'm the, the biggest recipient of all the blessings. And, you know, community, not only were they helpful, but it gives you a chance to figure out what your giftings are and how you can pour back into someone else's life. And it really made the difference. It's amazing. You also have a blog where you share very inspiring messages and insights with your readers. I was reading a recent post you made titled Your Joy is Coming. And you say, there have been so many trials to overcome in my life, but I can honestly say after each one, I found a way to discover purpose in it. After my weeping, I found joy. This really resonated with me, and I think it will with most of my listeners, too, because the truth is we will all be met with trials and challenges, but the true test is whether or not you're able to find purpose and meaning in those moments, and we all ultimately want to continue to discover and rediscover joy in our lives. Can you tell us more about how you have found purpose in your own trials and how you have seen these experiences enrich your life? First of all, thank you for the compliment of reading and enjoying the, the blog. So there's sometimes I get really busy, so I don't do them as men as much as I can with a seven-year-old. But, you know, um, I think that it's it may sound cheesy, but I really feel like there's a purpose in every single step of my journey. I remember me and my friends, it was kind of funny. Now it's funny. I can laugh now that I wouldn't lose my hair. We were praying that I wouldn't lose my hair. Like by some miracle, God would part the sea and I could be this miracle, right? And so uh, my hair started falling out at the beginning of chemo. And I thought, okay, well, I prayed and I really believe you're a God of miracles. And I just felt like this still small voice saying, well, how can you really relate to the woman who was devastated by losing their hair? How can you encourage that woman if you haven't gone through it? And in, in my faith and Christian faith, we feel like Christ went through everything, even unto death, that he sacrificed everything and experienced everything so that he could relate. And so how much more, you know, do I want to be like that? Do I want to be like him? And um, as I'm going through something, always with the, the thought in mind that there's somebody out there that I'm going to encourage. There's somebody out there that I'm going to encourage through this. And when I took off my wig and I went to the office, I work in a big office building and people were shocked, of course, at first. They've known me for like 16, 17 years. And here I am walking into the office with no hair. And then they knew because I hadn't shared it. That day, I had so many women stop me in the hall, in the elevator, on the way into the building. And they're like, my mom just passed from cancer. I'm going through cancer. Tell me, you know, what is your experience? It was like my eyes were open to when I'm walking through something, if I can keep in mind that God's word says that I know the plans that I have for you, they're plans not to harm you, but for your good and to give you a hope and a future. Then I think this is all a part of the plan and my 
my focus is set on how can I give back through this experience. Love that story. That's really a powerful (laughs) visual of you walking into that building and for the first time without anybody knowing, seeing you without your hair. I think that's such a brave decision that you made, but it's also even braver that you're now sharing with so many people what that moment did for you. So thank you for sharing that with us. Your website, um, www.candybryan.com, is where we'll find your blog, your podcast, your devotional, and more information about you and your work. Uh, You also have an Instagram account, right? Yes. Okay. It's actually Good Morning Ladies Show. Oh, perfect. So that's where people can follow along with you kind of on a daily basis if they want to. Yes. Um, I'm, I love Instagram. I do a lot of stories and everything. Um, haven't posted recently, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that um, iTunes is where the podcast is, or you can play it right from the website. And it's Good Morning Ladies or Good Morning Ladies Show. But thank you for sharing this with your listeners. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And thank you for being so open and willing to share with us about your personal experience, because I think it's really important that we shed light on stories exactly like yours so that someone listening has that hope and encouragement if they're facing something similar. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode of the Be The Good podcast, please like, comment, and share. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts or your favorite Google Play app. And be sure to follow me on Instagram for daily inspiration at b.thegood. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember that we can all find our own way to be the good. Good.